1: Is a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius.
2: Democrats have been talking about the climate and climate change for so long that I think Americans just tune out. They have no idea how totally radical what the Democrats are planning to do actually is. They're beginning to get a hint, though, with large majorities in the 70 and 80 percentiles saying they don't like the gasoline and energy policies. But this is just the beginning of the suffering. The UK Daily Mail first tried to warn us back in 2021. The April article was headlined, and you should read it, how Biden's climate change plan could limit you to eat just one burger a month, cost $3,500 extra year per person in taxes, and force you to spend $55,000 on an electric car and crush millions of American jobs. What is that plan? The one I'll be announcing today in Massachusetts, cut fossil fuel emissions by 2030 in half. There are really no words to describe this level of economic destruction. How can you cut emissions in half by 2030? That's in like seven and a half years When 80% of your energy as a country comes from fossil fuels, you have to devastate the economy. Are they willing to do that? Oh, heck yeah. Dick Durbin, the majority leader in the Senate, a guy in Democrat leadership clarified that yesterday on MSNBC. He said saving the planet from climate change is more important than the economy. They've already decided to forfeit it. Now, here's where things get really bizarre. Because the Democrats have another goal. By 2030, they want half the cars on the road in America to be electric. That's, again, eight years from now. Here's a problem with that I keep pointing out. You can read about it in an article headline. Tesla's Musk says U.S. electricity production needs to double to power transition to EV vehicles. If we went all electric we'd have to double our energy production. That means if the Democrats intend to force us to adopt half a fleet full of electric vehicles, we have to increase the energy flowing through the grid by 50% in just eight years. We'll have to widen the grid too. We'll have to increase it, grow it. But all they're doing is shutting it down. Right now, for instance, 21% of the energy we use in this country still comes from coal. Democrats had planned to make that zero by the year 2030, but they were stopped by the Supreme Court in that amazing and awesome ruling two weeks ago that said the EPA didn't have that power. But here's a problem. Before that Supreme Court ruling, between the years 2011 and 2019, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, the EPA had shut down 50 coal fire plants. They had intended to shut down 100% by 2030. That would have led to rolling blackouts and energy rationing. Thank God the Supreme Court stopped them, saying only Congress could do it. Folks, I don't think people understand what's at stake. If the Democrats were to gain the upper hand in the Senate in these midterms, and that take only a couple of seats, we're going to live in Venezuela. But they're determined to try. The Supreme Court, standing firmly in the way of the destruction Of one-fifth of our energy sources, by 2030, the Democrats had to shift tactics. So they just did. They just announced that they want to declare a climate emergency to give Joe Biden the power to use the Defense Production Act to take over businesses and whole energy sectors. Yep, it's what you think. That'd be pure, unadulterated communism. Biden's already used the Defense Production Act to take over part of the baby formula industry and almost the entire solar panel industry. And it's clear to those of us who's been watching what he's gunning for next. He wants to begin taking over oil and gas companies. That's why he's demonized them. Exactly how insane and far-reaching are the Democrats' ambitions? They just take your breath away. Here's from the Washington Post yesterday. Halt all crude oil exports from the United States of America. Folks, we don't have the refining capacity because they've been shutting it down since the 1970s. So we have to ship some oil overseas to refine it and come back. We wouldn't be allowed to do that anymore. Number two, stop oil and gas drilling in the outer continental shelf. Number three, listen to this. Restrict international trade and private investment. All of it. In fossil fuels. This goes along with the clip I played you in last week's Battleground. Where you had that Obama administration official saying they intended to go after the oil industry. All of it. Internationally. To shut it down. None of this is shocking. By the way, Joe Biden told us he was going to do all of this and more during the campaign. But the mainstream media blacked it out. Here's Joe Biden, for instance, talking about how he's just casually going to take millions of cars off the road.
1: We will take literally millions of automobiles off the road. Off the
2: road. These folks are quite literally a doomsday cult. You know the ones. You probably hear about them once or twice a year. They think the end of the world is coming by a date. And then when that date arrives and nothing happens, they don't disband the cult because its belief system is obviously wrong. No, they just move the date forward and change the belief system. This is the Democrat Party. And the religion is this, the world will end if we don't end the economy. Now, right now, Joe Biden has used the Defense Production Act with not a single complaint from Republicans to take over the baby formula industry and the solar panel industry. He did that as a dry run, as I explained on this podcast, to see if the GOP leadership would object. They didn't. So he's moving on to bigger targets. Will he ultimately succeed? Nah, probably not. We'll eventually get around to suing him. But this is a long-term warning about how devastating their plans actually are. But here's the funny part about their plans. If you were part of a climate change cult that genuinely believed the world was ending, would you not be interested in the end of the world? Would you not know the details of it? Would you not know the details of the plan to save the world? I'd know every inch of it. But here's the big reveal. The whole scam of the end of the world is nothing more than a scam. The Democrat leadership doesn't believe in it, and doesn't even plan to get around to the end game of this totally green economy. It's just an excuse to destroy the economy. How can you tell? Very revealing back and forth between Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and a Congress member tells you everything you need to know. Now, Buttigieg opens the hearing talking about how we're going to convert half the cars in the U.S. fleet to electric by 2030. He says he's working on the transition, one of their favorite words now, with the energy secretary. So these are the two people in charge of the transition, right? You think they'd be able to answer basic questions like, how much energy per household will it take to power an electric car? You'd probably know that off the top of your head if you were part of a climate cult and genuinely believed the world was coming to an end. But he didn't. You know what that shows you? They have no plans whatsoever to transition to anything.
0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: Because with the destruction they plan to claim, the co- capitalism has failed, and then take over autocratically. You can tell that from this exchange. Listen to the shocking details that Pete Buttigieg, who's supposed to be implementing the transition, didn't know. But Representative Thomas Massey, who's owned a electric car for a decade, did know.
1: President Biden signed a non-binding executive order stating that 50% of, ele- of vehicles sold in the United States should be electric by 2030. Do you support that? Yes. So, um... Which uses more electricity? We're talking about residential electricity here, a refrigerator when it's running or an electric car when it's charging in your garage? I would expect a car. Uh, would you say it uses twice as much or 25 times as much? I would think closer to 25 times as much. Yeah. It's, it's actually 50 uh, at the instantaneous moment, mm-hmm. but over the course of a year, If I take the numbers from the US Department of Energy about the average household, how many vehicles they own and how far they drive. Over the course of a year, uh, an American household would use 25 times as much electricity for their electric car as they would for their refrigerator uh, if they had 100% adoption. If the average family has two vehicles and this would be if the average family had two electric vehicles. Do you think it would strain the grid if everybody plugged in 25 refrigerators in every household?
3: Well, if we didn't make any upgrades to the grid, sure. I mean, if we had yesterday's grid with tomorrow's cars, it's not going to work.
2: But a judge goes on to say he's confident we can do that. Upgrade the grid. (laughs) Folks, we're talking about a 50% increase in energy. Upgrade the grid? Yeah, we can totally do that by 2030. Again, this is the same party that intended to shut down fully 21% of our energy sources. That comes from coal by 2030. And the only reason they didn't get away with it is the Supreme Court stopped them. Do you seriously believe they're going to increase any source of energy? And that's exactly where Representative Massey was going with Pete Buttigieg.
1: Do you you think by 2030, which is... When Biden says 50% of cars sold should be electric, do you think the grid will be capable of handling electric cars? It's going to need to be, and we're working with the Department of Energy
3: every day. We've established a joint office of energy and transportation to map out some of the needs. Obviously some of this gets outside of my lane and we've been discussing with, uh, for example, the truck stops that are uh, looking at what their power needs would need to be at an interchange where today, Uh, they're they're mainly filling up on gas in order to accommodate that. And then, as you mentioned, a lot of the
1: scenario for this is also residential. The problem is we don't don't have the capacity to produce that energy. You aptly used the word need. You could say want as well. There's needs and wants to make this fantasy work by 2030. But the reality is the capability is not going to be there. The average uh, household uses 17% of their electricity for air conditioning. And um, that would mean the average household uses 1,870 kilowatt hours per year for air conditioning. If that average household plugged in electric cars, do you know how much more electricity they would use in comparison to the air conditioning that air conditions their whole house?
3: No, but again, I would emphasize it will be less- Let me help you with that
1: first before we go on because the numbers are important. It would take four times as much electricity to charge the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. Do you think that could be? So if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has of of 50% adoption instead of 100% adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year. Do you think this could contribute to rolling uh, blackouts and brownouts in areas of the country where air conditioning is basically considered essential? Not if we prepare. Look, the fact that people who have electric vehicles
3: are going to use more electricity can't be a reason to give up. The idea that America is inferior to the other countries that have figured this out just doesn't sit well with us in administration, I'm, and that's I'm not why saying, we're investing in a better I'm, grid.
1: In the time that I have left, let me say, uh, I'm not saying we shouldn't prepare. I told you at the beginning of this, I'm bullish on on this technology, but the, the numbers and the rate of adoption has been developed using political science, not engineering. They're impractical. And if we blindly follow these goals that Biden has set out, it will cause pain and suffering for the middle class. And I yield back, Mr. Chairman.
2: By the way, there are no countries that have figured this out for us to copy. But you can see right there, the emperor has no clothes. Again, Buttigieg presented himself at that committee meeting as one of the two people who would be implementing this. Himself, the transportation secretary, along with the energy secretary. And he doesn't even have a clue what it'll take energy demand rise per house. Perhaps he should Google the Barron's article I referred to earlier, headline. Tesla's Elon Musk says U.S. electricity production needs to double to power transition to EV vehicles. But Buttigieg and the Democrats have already embarked on that transition. They're using a really cruel method to do it. Buttigieg laid it out. The higher gas goes, the more they figure you'll just buy an electric vehicle. Here's Buttigieg from two days ago laying out this simple but cruel policy. Of course,
3: the more pain we are all experiencing from the high price of gas, the more benefit there is for those who can access electric vehicles.
2: All of which again proves this. The emperor not only has no clothes, he has no end game. They don't even ever actually plan to get to this all green economy. They plan to crash the economy we have, claim capitalism didn't work, and take over, probably using the Defense Production Act as we're watching the Biden administration propose. Now, he was supposed to announce this today in Massachusetts. Biden was. Now they're saying they'll probably do it in the coming weeks instead. But the plan remains. declaring a climate emergency and then use the Defense Production Act to take over industries. I got a couple of guesses which ones they want to take over. It's not to help or go green. It's for the sake of raw power. Because if they actually intended to fully go green as a society... They could answer basic questions about doing it. They can't. But they're sure into the transition part where we destroy things, jack up prices and shut stuff down. With again, no end game and absolutely no curiosity on even the most basic statistics or facts that it would require to get to the end game. That tells me one thing. They have no intention of getting to the glowing green economy end game. Their only endgame is the destruction of the economy on their way to total power. And the green thing, the climate change, that's just the excuse. As for us, we got two elections to stop them. Hopefully they don't steal either of those.
1: Terra please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Mm-hmm.